Hello, listeners. This is David Jones, Vice President for Student Affairs and Enrollment Management at Minnesota State University in Mankato. Thanks again for joining us for another episode here of our Family and Parent Orientation Podcast for 2020. We're thrilled uh, to be joined today by Mark Constantine, our Director of our Centennial Student Union and Student Activities here at Minnesota State. And he's going to share with us a wealth of information about what Clearly, we spend a lot of time focused on what students do in the classroom during their time here, but so much learning happens outside the classroom, and, and Mark's got a long and prestigious career helping students take full advantage of all their learning opportunities outside the classroom. He's going to share a little bit more about some of the things that we do that that would uh, be helpful for you to know as family, and then how you can encourage your student to, to get involved and do some things here on campus. Mark, I'm already messing up your intro by sharing all this information. My apologies, but... Well, why don't you tell us uh, how long you've been at the university here and what do you like working about at Minnesota State? Sure. As David said, I'm the director of the student union and student activities. And, um, you know, they're kind of broken down in a couple different parts. The CSU is really more the building, the operations, uh, all the things that happen here. And the student activities part is the programming end of things. I've been here, uh, I'll be coming up on seven years in October. Um, really have enjoyed my time here at Minnesota. And I think the, the thing that I like the best really is, is really is about our students. I think our students are really down to earth. I, when I came here, um, I felt like I was sort of coming home in, in some ways, David, where um, our students come from, I think, pretty humble places. They know they have to work hard, them and their families, to be able to get them to school. A lot of our students work as, work as well. So... I think the the attitude and the values of our students probably sets really sets the tone for me more than more than anything. The other thing I'd add to that really is, I think we really have a pretty wonderful staff, faculty and staff on this on this campus. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, me here. People are really work hard to share ideas and thoughts and and really want the best for. It's all about our students really, and I think that's a it's a great place to work with that and. In specific, too, I'll say our student affairs division is really strong. We've got a lot of great directors that uh, and staff that care a lot, a lot, a lot about what we do. And I think when you've got a commitment from from people, that it makes a huge difference about what the product is like and and how we we treat and work with our students. Wow, Mark, that's great to hear. I um, I agree with you a lot. I do think there's something in the in the Kool Aid here about the Maverick experience, and and um, I, I've got the unique. Uh, um, pleasure of being married to an alum uh, who, who, again, kind of, it was that type of student you just described and was able to do, accomplish, I think, great things with her, her start here and knowing that you're going to come here, your state university, you're going to try and do some things and, and really put forth an effort, but you had support while you were here and you were doing all that stuff and, and uh, appreciate you sharing that, that insight about why you like being here. I shared a little bit in the introduction, you know, clearly our students are coming here to, to, to learn more about a discipline or, or getting ready for a career. And so they spend so much time in the classroom and, and really being focused on understanding biology or aviation or whatever it is, or whatever it is that they're studying. Um, but you know, as well as I do, that so much more of the learning at times can happen outside the classroom, whether it's through relationships or the activities they get involved in. You know, what, what do you see and what are the options for students when they attend Minnesota State to, to learn outside the classroom? You know, our, our world, you know, both you and I, David, and our world in student affairs is really about, uh, about life outside the classroom. We work really closely and, and we should be working closely with the academic world because we have a lot of the similar mission uh, about educating students in the broadest sense. But I think for us, it's about, 
giving students opportunities uh, on this campus to be successful. And I think our world speaks to that a lot. Our, one of our mantras of the CSU is invite, involve, and inspire. And I think it sort of sums it up a little bit for us that and it's not just the CSU, it's really all, all the activities uh, outside the classroom are trying to give students opportunity for growth, uh, to work with their fellow students, uh, to become you know, presidents or treasurers or vice presidents of their organizations. You know, what do they learn about themselves as they're growing um, in some other, other ways uh, that they can transfer those skills after they leave here? You know, career services always talks about soft skills. And I think that's one of the things that we're looking to do is to help build students soft skills to be better, um, better equipped in the world out, out there. We, um, you know, we're very student centered and I think that makes it makes a huge difference uh, on campus. And like I said, it's, it's not just, it's just not us here at CSU and student activities. Uh, the opportunities that students have in res life to be community advisors. Uh, we have a lot of folks that work in campus recreation that might start as a student on an intramural team, but when they're doing a recruitment uh, to be able to get new referees for those areas, um, the staff is reaching out to students that have had good experiences that might want to take another, another role. And not just, I mean, a role, a leadership role, but uh, we also provide a lot of opportunities for students to make some extra money on the side, which is, which is important too. So I think, I think the biggest thing with that is that we are going to invite students. We're going to want to get them involved in some ways. And um, to really, the last word of our three words that we use here is inspire. We, we hope that students can go to an event or see something or be involved in things and, and want to do better for themselves or for their organizations and, and look beyond, um, beyond what they're doing in that specific, that specific role. Um, it's pretty nice when you see, when you see that light bulb go off in a student leader, that um, they've been really successful and they've seen their hard work over the last six months come to play, and it worked out the way that they wanted to. Uh, and things don't always have to go as they want to as well. You know, there's those learning opportunities by failure. We're here to support them uh, from a staff standpoint uh, that they don't fail too hard. But part of learning is, is having a rocky road sometime along the way too, and that's, that's part of the thing. But seeing that, that, again, I'll say that light bulb that went off is, is really pretty re remarkable. Oh, I imagine, you know, <clears throat> I totally agree. It's the opportunity to, especially somebody you might have the opportunity to work with from their first year or their freshman year through to their senior year. You can see that growth and maturation right. process as they, as they are exposed to new ideas, as they try new things, maybe fail and learn from that and move on. You know, one of the things that uh, kind of related to this, <clears throat> you made a comment that made me think that sometimes we have students who are coming to our university of, you know, over 14,000 students from a smaller town or maybe from a really big high school in the metro area of Minneapolis. And, and even from the largest high school, we're bigger than, than wherever they're coming from. And, so there often is no shortage of, of opportunities. If, do you know the rough count of how many different clubs you have right now registered? Yeah, we're, we're about 240 student organizations uh, overall. And the nice thing, yeah, there's, there's something for everybody. And the nice thing about, about our process for organizations too, David, is, as you know, important for our families to know out there and our students that if there isn't something that's out there that you've seen, 
it's not hard to start something new. Uh, it takes basically uh, five students that want to get together, uh, for, write a constitution, um, submit that to the Office of Student Activities, find an advisor too. Uh, we, we, are, we do feel it's important to have a, a faculty or staff advisor so they can give some guidance to learn about the university ways. But, um, and then submit that constitution and then the student activity staff uh, um, we have assistant director in particular, Emmy Mink, that works with them to help them uh, understand the ins and outs of being an organization, uh, starting possibly a bank account if they're going to raise money, and all the ins and outs of navigating the university in, in some, some ways. So it's nice that we do, we do have a lot of things, but I, I always like the idea how, how uh, easy we make it uh, for our students if there isn't something here that, uh, that they that they've, uh, have found. Yeah, well, and, and you know, our university mantra of big ideas, real world experience, that, that's a living, breathing example that uh, if you got an idea, we can figure it out. So you, you started to allude to, I know, so with over 200 organizations, you also have a host of staff who help provide support for all these learning experiences for students. You, you know, what, what does your staff look like and what do they do? Sure. You know, since we're on the programming part of it, I'll talk about that first. But we have an associate director that manages a staff of four assistant directors that are, have oversight over specific areas in, in the student activities programming part of it. Um, I sort of go by assistant directors. That's an easy way to, to chop this up a little, little bit. Uh, we have one person that oversees our fraternity and sorority life. Um, you know, we have seven fraternities and four sororities, a very active group. Um, We've got a wonderful advisor that comes from a couple great institutions that really cares about his students and, and what they do. So uh, they put a lot of great programs on. And again, those leadership opportunities I was talking about before, it's great to see a student come in as a freshman, become a member of an organization, and then them rise up through the ranks along the way. Um, some of our, like a lot of places across the country, some of the best leadership comes out of fraternity and sororities. Uh, we see a lot of leaders that go into student government or leaders in their communities as well. So those groups, even though, you know, as a parent out there, sometimes you hear the negative things about fraternity and sororities, and there are some things off and on. But um, in, in a larger sense, when you really look at the big picture, they're, they're wonderful organizations to be involved, involved with. And we do work really hard at mentoring them. Uh, to give them opportunities, but also to keep them on the right path as, as, as well. That assistant director also works with off-campus housing. Um, we have, you know, on campus, we've got about 3,000 students can live here with a campus of 14,000. There's a lot of people living off campus. So we provide uh, some great services to work with the local uh, folks that run our operate, uh, the apartment complexes. And John is the one that works with them. We have fairs on campus where students can come in and meet with the the different apartment complexes uh, to learn more about them and then to make their, make their decisions. And we do that about three times uh, a year. Another uh, assistant director works with one we talked about, the registered student organizations. We'll call them, if you hear RSOs, uh, that's what that stands, stands for along the way. And uh, Emmy takes care of working with that group of 240 or so organizations. And that flexes from year to year, depending on organizations. Some come and some go um, as well. Emmy also works with our leadership programs. We, you know, we take great pride in making sure we're giving students opportunities to learn about how to develop their, their skills. 
and we have an ongoing weekly series of programs that they do. And it's important that you know this too. We talk about the we talk about the staff that are full time, but but there's a group of of students that she works with that helps form and create all those programs. Another opportunity to have students at a higher level mm -hmm. in that in that area. And the last thing that Emmy works with is our non-traditional students. You know, we have um, we have a number of students that are come from uh, we consider 25 years and older around that that bracket. You know, maybe they have families, maybe they've been veterans and coming back to campus and we want to make sure we're providing some good resources for them too. So we'll do some educational programs and some social programs uh, for them, them as well. Our other, uh, our last two assistant directors in those program areas, uh, Karen Anderson works with our community engagement office. And, you know, we're trying to have students become good stewards to learn about what it means, what it takes to work here on campus in some community ways so that they can take those back after they graduate too. Luckily, nowadays, a lot of students do come up with some experience from high school, even David, as you know, mm -hmm. um, that they've been involved in, in different philanthropies and different work on their, at their colleges and clubs and organizations. But we take it serious here. We really want to make sure that we're having students be involved in the community. Um, and Minnesota State Mankato isn't just about the university. It's about the community we live in, North Mankato and Mankato. And and we really feel like we have a good relationship and want to continue to, to get into those things. So she works on programs to make some things on a regular basis. We have a campus kitchen project that we provide. We get uh, food from different uh, restaurants in town and things like that. And we package some of those and give them to our local food shelves uh, that then they go ahead and, and disperse those in our community too as well. So students having an opportunity to go and work in the campus kitchen firsthand to see what it means to give back to the community and, and people in need is, is a great a great project. So Karen does a wonderful job with those 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 areas. And the last the last person is Bill Torville who works with our student events team. Um, um, almost every campus, if, if this is the first time for the parents that you have a son or daughter going to school, most campuses have uh, a student-led, student-run organization that does a lot of the programming. The larger program and small program as well. And, and Bill and his team uh, of about 13 students that are in charge, some of them are in administrative events, some are a little bit more different programmings. Programmers are, are involved from um, late night activities. We try to do some weekend things to keep students active and things like that. We have a, an ongoing Stomper Cinema movies that we do weekly. Homecoming is another big program. You know, we have these signature events uh, that we do and Homecoming comes through that team on all the different programs we, we do in, in there. Um, we work with the residence halls on this area too. I think it's important to, to say that, you know, the residence halls are, are a place that a lot happens as, as well from a programming standpoint. And uh, we take pride in working with them to help create some great programs, some in their space, some in our space, and some in neutral spaces. We, we do some outside carnivals and things like that outside the University Dining Center on the grass area that they have over there um, to, to get, get to work together. Um, and we know that the population base from the residence halls brings people to programs too, which is, uh, which is pretty important. So um, that, that sort of gives a snapshot of the student activities part. And I, I will say, you know, our associate director, Greg Wilkins, has been doing this for a number of years and has a great handle. Probably is one of the most enthusiastic guys on campus uh, <laughs> to really get people excited about 
student activities, and he provides the glue, I think, that keeps, that keeps that, that group together. I mentioned a full-time staff. I did want to mention one more thing with that, that, uh, again, all these different, all these different uh, student, uh, different areas do work closely with students, student leadership. Uh, the fraternity story I mentioned, you know, we have an IFC, which is Inter Fraternity Council and the Panhellenic Council on the men's and women's sides that are really helping work with all the different uh, things that happen in those in those areas. So they're getting those experiences, and uh, we do have about four graduate students in that area too that, that help the full time staff uh, move forward on some different things. So that, that that gives you the snapshot of the program in the area. I will mention quickly, uh, this might come from a different question, but while I'm talking about staff that you mentioned, David, yep. um, you know, we, we have an operations side of the house too, and that's really running the building, um, all the different operations. We, we have tenants in our building that, uh, that are here that aren't part of the CSU, but the Counseling Center, the Multicultural Center, the International Center, the Women's Center, the LBGT Center, um, a lot of officer housed here so we work closely with them to keep things moving in their offices and, and help support them in different ways the other two big ones really in our building and probably would we want to mention is that you know residential students eat at the university dining center but uh, we have a, a big retail operation too when it comes to dining about 10 different concepts that students can come into this building also a couple of remote places. There's one over at Myers Fieldhouse, Einstein's Bagels. But we, um, I work closely with the retail uh, dining, uh, dining services operation to provide good support and, and things like that. And we've got a wonderful dining services team here too. I'll mention that. Uh, you know, some places, I don't know if they're as fortunate um, as we are, but we've got a great staff and a great director. And so many times it makes a difference on the, the, the I said director, but it's, their title is general manager, really, um, and we are fortunate to work closely with them. And the other thing I, is the bookstores in our building, too. Some campuses, there you'll find bookstores in the campus, in, in the, the student union. Other places you don't, but it's nice for us here from a traffic standpoint, one-stop shopping. Students come over here to eat. They can go into the bookstore um, and, and buy some things and get their books and, and those type of things, too. And again, we've got a great relationship. We uh, our vendor here is Barnes and Noble, and uh, we've got a great a great person that's in charge of that area. We work really closely with as well. And then besides those couple tenant things I was talking about, we we are probably the the most used building when it comes to programs on campus on a consistent basis. Uh, we've got a huge ballroom, a nice size auditorium, a number of meeting rooms on campus, and this is where all the student organizations have their meetings and their in their events and. I'll say this too, that um, our departments and our faculty use the building a lot for some of their larger things. Our athletic, uh, athletics has a big, a big uh, banquet each year and this is where that, that, that happens. As an aside about the building too, I think this is nice for families to understand that um, we do rent out the building sometimes. We have weddings here in the summer um, uh, overall in our ballroom, we got a nice venue for that, work with our dining, with the catering. Uh, and then we, you know, we work with some local community groups sometimes that want, might want to have meetings in our, our venues too. So it's a lot about the operation team consists of um, uh, about four people. We have tech services that take care of helping with the, the tech and, and the different the technology in the different rooms. We, we hire about, this is an important part too, I mentioned earlier, we hire about 
70 students a year in our building and many of them work in the operations side, helping do setups in the building at the technical parts. Um, and I didn't, I didn't mention one thing that it's good to remember this now. We do have a huge, we call it the bullpen, which is our game room area. And um, they hire a lot of students there too. We have 12, a 12 lane bowling alley, which is uh, uh, not unusual totally, but just more, sco more schools don't have a bowling alley than, than do. And it's kind of nice. We have a great, great bowling team as well. They, they, they compete both men and women. And then uh, we have a huge number of uh, billiards tables too. And then a bunch of games down there um, that students can that students partake in is, is also. <clears throat> they um, we have a little snack bar in that area too, so if students are down there and they're bowling and they want to have a pizza or chicken wings or something like that. We have a little operation that uh, helps on that side of things too. So it gives you a, a bit of the snapshot of of the of the building. Yeah, it's amazing the the quantity of stuff that happens here, the programming, the the team that you've put together to help support all that programming and everything. Um, I just wanted to prompt you, um, in your facility, there's a couple other services that students and their families might find necessary. I know banking is one. Yeah. Um, yeah did, anything else you want to highlight that's in your facility? Sure. Yeah, you know, you don't remember all of them along the way, but we do have an affinity credit union in the building as well. So students can open up a checking account, a bank account there with them, help them on different different things along along the way. That's a, that's a good thing. David, thanks for reminding me on that part of it. And another one that's in the building that didn't talk about, we, what we call the campus hub. And it's sort of one-stop shopping for students when they wanna come related to some of their financial matters or things they're going through related to bills and that kind of stuff. Um, we, they're, they're one of our tenants in the building, work closely with them, and they got a great staff that helps students from A to Z, basically. It's one, like I said, it's one-stop shopping that's pretty, pretty important for, uh, for them as well. And I, and I also, um, we have a computer store uh, in, on campus as well. So if students are looking to buy a computer or need some work on their computer, when students come here and buy computers, uh, you know, we, uh, the computer operation works directly with the ITS to download the computers, get everything loaded that they would need for classes and those, those type of things. So those are a couple other, a couple other operations that um, was a good, good to remind me uh, about some of the extra things too. Mark, the menu of stuff you have within your, your facility is unbelievable. So no surprise at all. I couldn't pull them all off the top of my head. Um, I do want to highlight, there's two in particular that I, I personally have spent more time in. Um, first is uh, we do have a veteran center um, on the ground floor, which is really important. We um, uh, not only our current students as well as former um, active military, we have a, a specific location and a staff member um, within our division who helps supports that. And that's really important. But the other is, I know you do a lot of work with the student government. Yeah. You know, when, when, when students raise their hand to get involved in student government, what, what are you seeing the... What are they spending their time on? What are they doing here at the university? Yeah, great, great, great question. Great point. Yeah, you know, we have a lot of, uh, a number of students, I think they come from high school that were involved in our student governments and they come here and they still want to continue that. There's some that are brand new. They, they come in and say, what is this student government part basically? But we are very student centered when it comes to um, their autonomy and working closely. Uh, I'll say this is probably, I've worked at five institutions and this is the, this institution works the hardest uh, from a student standpoint to make sure we're getting input from them. They're on all committees, um, and all the different things um, uh, that are involved in ca on campus. And so 
the students might might be working on an academic issue. They have feedback maybe from something that they wanted to go to a professor and talk about. They may have a, a political issue that they want they want to uh, take part of in a, in a given year. They're often involved with voter registration, which is important this coming year. For instance, as we get into a presidential election um, down, down the down the road. Um, some of our we have senators, about 32 senators that are involved in the student government, and um, some of them represent the residence hall area. So they're they're looking out for what's happening in the residence halls, bringing those things forward to be able to pass referendums or bills to make it better for them. And we have a number of different academic life senators too that are looking at the classroom and the academics and how can we enhance the things that we do there as well. There may be an issue possibly, David, on um, maybe maybe there's a bookstore thing that comes up and say, boy, can we do this better possibly? So the student government will get together with the director of the, of the bookstore and talk about some options and create create solutions uh, that, that are that are good. So we we work really closely with the president and the vice president, what we call the speaker of the house. I attend all the student government meetings, and I did mention that that John uh, that I mentioned that was one of our assistant directors uh, that does the fraternity stories and off-campus housing. He's also the advisor of student government too. So I think we feel very fortunate here that we've got a student government that cares, that takes it seriously, and I think we empower them. That's the word I think I was looking for. We empower them to want to do good things. Um, and it goes back to that shared governance I was talking about earlier, that we want input from them on all levels. I don't know how our vice, our president and vice president actually make it in some ways uh, because they're involved in so many campuses, so many things on campus. That's one of the first reminders, as you know, David, because you've done this over the years too. I, I always say to them at the beginning of the year is that first and foremost, you're student first. And so don't, don't skip a class and do things. Those things will get done. Spread the wealth a little bit. How do you, how do you spread things out a little bit? So you don't uh, you don't falter in a classroom because that's that's what they're here for first and foremost but it, it's an example of how seriously they take their work in a, in a really positive way and it's it's a fun group to work with oh absolutely they uh they definitely uh take things very seriously and and i honestly they make us better in a lot of ways yeah. in the way they do the work so and what they care about um our time's about wrapping up here mark I, i'd be remiss not to recognize that we are in the midst of a pandemic um, you know, we're, we're a couple, we're, gosh, two weeks out from the horrible death of George Floyd. Um, as we're looking ahead to this fall, um, it's going to be a different fall, even though we're in the midst of planning and such like this. And what are your thoughts? How are you spending time right now getting ready for the fall to, to welcome our students? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tough one for us in, student, in the student activities part of our because you know we're go 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 we want to create programs we want large and all those type of things but we're also realistic the first and foremost the most important part when we're opening for the fall is really safety safety of our students safety of our staff and our faculty along the way so you know we're doing a lot of preparation um, as we should be doing right now um, especially in this building because so many people do come into the building you know related to um, uh, capacities in room, making sure the six foot social distancing is, is taken care of. You know, we're, we probably will have this wrapped up by next week about uh, how many you know, setups in rooms where maybe before we could put 100 people in a room, but it might mean that we only can put 35 in there. 
and how we might do that. So we're actively, actively working very hard on, on those logistic things that are important, and not only for logistics purposes, but again, I'll go back because um, it's, it's important we do things as we enter. Uh, our, our reality is a little bit different. It might not be different for a long, long time, but we have to be uh, cognizant of what's in front of us right now. And um, we in this building are taking that very seriously, working closely with the dining center staff when it comes to the retail, what that means to them and how we, how we uh, have entrances and exits on some of those, those different, different things. The programmers um, still want to do a lot of different programs and they will, but it might mean that we can't have as many people. Maybe we extend a, an event longer uh, to cover more hours so students, uh, we can still have, have things for a lot of students, but it might just be look, looking a little bit uh, different. I'll use an example for you as well. We have a, a dog therapy program here on campus where um, we bring in dogs once a month and students come and be with them thinking about their, their pets at home and such like that. But, you know, before we have a big open room that people are around, they can work with, a, go and visit the animals. You know, we might have to, we're going to have to set that up differently. We might only allow one at a time with each pet. You do a revolving thing. Um, so we're cognizant of something that, even in that little example, that's important. But we like the program still because students love that program because they feel like it's a piece of home when they see uh, the community members are the ones that bring in these animals. There's a different group on campus and uh, students just love it. But it's, it's from A to Z really thinking through this whole, this whole thing. But we are excited too, I think, that it was a different uh, March and April and May through us. And not having students here was a killer for us in student activities and student affairs overall. And um, no matter how we come back, we want to make sure that we get students back here. Even if we have to do it differently, it'll be better uh, for all of us to have our students back here on campus so that we can be what we are. And that's truly a residential campus that cares a lot about our students. Yeah, yeah, well said. And, and I know you, you guys are, <laughs> you're burning the midnight oil trying to figure out how, how the future will look. And obviously there's a lot of unanswered questions right now as we continue to learn more from the governor in Minnesota and on uh, what's going to be permissible and how we approach stuff and everything. But uh, um, it's great to know that, that we've got a wealth of talent who's working on some of those solutions for us right now is, is mm -hmm. uh, each week we're, we're marching closer and closer to what we all want to be a normal fall, which just probably won't be, but how can we make it as normal as possible for, for especially these high school seniors that are going to be arriving here in the fall with knowing the disruption they had at the end of their high school experience. Looking yeah. forward to something a little more normal. Um, Mark, thank you so much for your time, for the, the work you and your staff are doing. Any final words of wisdom or advice for our families as they uh, are, are preparing their students to get ready to come here this fall? Yeah, the only thing I'd say to the, to the parents and the families that are out there and are going to listen to this is that, um, you know, you're as much a part of this, of this journey as the students are. We have an Office of New Student and Family Programs for a reason. It's because we know that our parents and our families uh, are a huge part of their sons and daughters, or their, if you're not, you know, some of the families aren't just parents, but maybe grandparents or aunts and uncles that have raised some of our kids as well. But um, we want you to know that you have a home here as much as they have a home and that no question is too small or too large for you to ask at any time. Mm -hmm. I would always say start with the new student family programs office, but my office, myself personally, David, 
we, we want you to feel comfortable with, um, we, I, we feel privileged that you would have the faith in us to have your sons and daughters come here. And we, we take that seriously and we care about it. And so uh, we welcome you uh, to the family as, as well as your sons and daughters. Oh, well put, well put. Um, if somebody had a question about the union or anything more, what's the best way to, for them to reach out? Probably to go to the website initially, uh, csu.mnsu.edu. If you could just put in Centennial Student Union on a browser, you'd be able to get to us. And probably it, it shows all of our staff and a lot of our programs there. You could find maybe the person um, that can be most helpful. And I'd say if you can't find something, uh, contact me directly. Send me an email or give us a call in the office and we'll put you in, in touch with the, uh, the, right, the right place to help you get an answer to solve an issue or uh, to know what the next program or event might be as well. Excellent. Excellent. Well, listeners, again, thank you for spending uh, your time with another episode here on the Orientation Podcast. Stay tuned. We'll have another episode out shortly. And uh, again, Mark, thanks for your time. Thanks.